Galair, and welcome to the Loaf of Bread GA podcast, slicing into the GA of the past, present, and future. Join me, Jason Keelan, as we cut into the largest loaf of bread known to mankind. Hello, Diagwitch, Bonjour, Nihao, Konnichiwa, Guten Tag, and Privyat to you all, wherever you're listening in. What started as a message to 10 clubs has now expanded to more than 50 clubs globally from all continents. The journey through Loaf 2 GA Global continues this week as we move on to our next destination in the GA world. So come with me on the GA journey of a lifetime and meet clubs from Canada to Argentina, South Africa to Gibraltar, Bermuda to the North Pole, New Zealand to Kuwait, Knoxville to Qatar and literally everywhere in between. So grab the passports, grab the bags, it's time to go. Slice 35, I have the chats with two awesome men, Christopher, the founder of the Augusta GA Club, and Navy man Eric. We chat all things Augusta GA, being at Wexford vs Kilkenny 2004 in Crow Park, Purdue College Hurling, the rivalries of Michael Cusack's Orlando, Atlanta and others, a man from Tullamore, having no Irish pub in the area, maroon and white jerseys, becoming hurling kings of the southeast, jabbing in the back, and much more. And a quote that will live long in the memory. Father Jack is an inspiration. But first, as is tradition, let's take a trip to the home of the US Masters and find out all about Augusta in the beautiful state of Georgia. Bon soltas. Welcome to Augusta, Georgia. Not just a golf course, but the beautiful area in Georgia itself, and home to that famous shot heard around the world in 2005 by Tiger Woods. I'm on the first visit to the beautiful state, and I'll be back here again with the gang from Atlanta, GA, very soon. It's kind of ironic that I'm writing this history piece today. It's the first time I've ever got an eagle playing golf in 21 years of playing the sport so it was appropriate that I write all about Augusta GA today. Of course, I've already been close to the area when in South Carolina recently on a podcast episode. Augusta is named after Princess Augusta, bride of the former Prince of Wales in the 18th century and a relation of King George III. It was former British MP James Oglethorpe who founded Augusta just a couple of years after setting up nearby Savannah. The area would become centred around the cotton industry as was common in the region at the time. Eventually it would be textiles which would dominate the industry. In 1916 the city suffered a major fire which took apart chunks of the area and destroyed huge swathes of history. As time progressed the issue of race came about as it happened or was happening in surrounding areas in the US. Riots over the death of one black man Charles Oatman in 1970 led to huge tensions of fighting resulting in the deaths of six black men Each one, however, was shot in the back by a member of the police. It would take the intervention of the iconic Godfather of Soul and Augusta native, James Brown, to reduce the tension and violence. Today the city is a thriving one, and is home to centres for industrial names like T-Mobile, Bridgestone, John Deere and Kellogg's. 
Some great names from the city are the likes of Quentin Aaron from The Blind Side, Lawrence Fishburne from The Matrix and Boys in the Hood among others, artist Jasper Johns, President Woodrow Wilson and astronaut Susan Kilrain. On the sporting side, names include golfers Charles Howe, Larry Mize and Vaughn Taylor and former NFL man Jimmy Johnson. But another name which has to be mentioned is this man. Depending on the character shot required. Now up here where I'm near the green and the hole is far back, I use this machine, a club which has very little loft, because I need... Bobby Jones was the most successful amateur golfer to take on the world of the small ball. Among his many accolades, Jones is also known for his design of and foundation of the iconic Augusta National Golf Club, which is home to the enthralling Masters Tournament perhaps the greatest event on the world golf stage. It is the theme music from the Masters that you're listening to in the background. Of course, it's always fun if you're winning, but Jones and others designed the course to make sure you had to work for it. And for some, even the best of the best, the course swallowed them up and would snatch victory from them just as it looked to be going their way. Jordan Spieth trying for his second Masters win in a row. The 22-year-old known for his nerves of steel in the lead, but then the 12th hole. Right into Ray's Creek. He swings again. Oh my goodness. His third shot at redemption. Unbelievable. I'm losing count, Frank. It is the great Jack Nicholas who holds the record of Masters wins with six, as well as being the oldest winner of the tournament at the age of 46. Tiger Woods is second on the list with five wins, including the amazing chipping you heard back at the very start in 2005. Augusta GA was founded by one of the men you're about to hear, Christopher, after a journey to Ireland in 2004. By 2009, his love of Ireland and all things Irish had evolved to the point where enough gear existed to play hurling. By 2012, the club also had football on their list of sports. But here is where we need the lads to tell us a bit more. And by the way, for the Father Ted fans, Christopher designs his own Craggy Island GAA hurling t-shirts. Go to setantes, S-E-T-A-N-T-E-E-S dot threadless dot com to find out more about them. They look amazing. So let's meet Christopher and Eric and find out all about Augusta GEA. How are you, Christopher? Doing good. What's the, what's the weather like in, in Augusta? um it's a little warm today it's in the the 80s fahrenheit so um yeah sounds sounds tough my heart bleeds yeah yeah i know (laughs) yeah well we 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 say that now but we've been playing all summer when it's been you know 95 and 100 so um, that's that's the tough part i've not been to i've not been to augusta i've not been to i don't know i haven't been to georgia at all um I've, i've been to 20 I think I've been to 26 states. Okay. Um, but George is not one of them. So, <clears throat> yeah, I'm a big golf fan. I'm a massive golf fan and I've not okay. been to Augusta. I think it's definitely on my, on my list of things to do. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's cool. I've been to the um, to the Masters a few times um, just because, you know, we had family members that have the, mm. uh, the, the tickets uh, yeah. every year. And um, we have... Uh, uh, people that work in the club now that that work at the national. So nice. Yeah. 
Yeah, I might I might start with you if that's all right. And Eric will probably come in a couple of minutes. Um because okay. I'm trying to find out about about Augusta GA because it's um quite a lot of the clubs that I've I've come across have been I won't say maybe better known than you guys, but Augusta was not a place that I expected to to be in touch with a GA club. I expected to maybe be, you know, begging somebody for tickets to the Masters or something rather right. than talking about GA. So um right. I suppose I suppose for everyone who's listening, what what's your own background yourself or what do you what do you do yourself? Um I I worked in newspapers for a long time. Okay. Uh and covered uh pretty much everything you can think of from sports all the way down to county and city government, that sort of thing. Um, and now I, uh, I work at um, the Burns Center in Augusta as a photographer and videographer, nice. um, among every other things. But um, yeah, so I do, I do a lot of, uh, I'm on the marketing team, so I do a lot of promotional videos and uh, uh, a lot of corporate photography type of thing now. I used to do only patient photography so i've seen a lot of things in the burn center well, <laughs> yeah. i'd say so yeah that's uh that sounds pretty amazing yes and yeah. eric am i eric am i right in saying you're a, a navy man is that correct yeah yeah in the navy yeah we we don't have a huge amount of uh navy expertise in ireland despite being an island country we're not <laughs> wouldn't be the biggest known navy in the world i would say uh how long are you in the navy uh since 2015 january so. okay and is it a was it a career path you always wanted or uh i mean it was something that i wanted to do um but never stay in for forever but uh yeah so i'll be actually getting out next year okay it comes soon enough so okay and uh i know i know it's a lot of secrecy and stuff and confidential but have have you been on any particular do you go on tours with the navy like kind of we hear with Um, the army and stuff well, I'm a, I'm a comms guy, so guys like me, we my particular type, we really don't uh, we don't deploy that much. I have been okay. deployed once. It was like right when COVID started, so there were no port calls. Okay. Um, it it, uh, it didn't seem bad to me, but like everyone else was just like, oh, this is the worst deployment ever. But yeah. Okay. And where were you appointed to, or what port did you not get to get off it? <laughs> uh, well, we were. We were basically just uh, whipping donuts right off the coast of Oman, or more oh, yeah. or less. Anyway, so you weren't sent yeah. out to fight fight pirates by any chance, because my honeymoon <laughs> was off the coast of Oman, and we had a, a piracy incident. Oh wow! Um, yeah. No, I mean like, we, <laughs> I mean uh, we were a bit away from that. It seemed at the time. So yeah, Christopher, am I, am I right? You're the founding member then of Augusta GA, or one of the founding members? Is that right? Yes, I, I am. I uh, started the club back in 2009. So, And on your jersey, is that have you got a number on the front of the jersey? Am I looking right? Yeah, you can see I'm number 66. That's, is that's me. Uh, true, true American football style or what's, what's that? Oh, yeah, no, it's um, when you know you get from O'Neill's, uh, you, you get the club kit, right? So yeah. um, uh, we didn't all want to get our own personalized jerseys with uh, the same numbers that we'd hand out to play games in. So uh, this one's 66 because I'm a Star Wars fan. So, okay, I'm not great on Star Wars. What's the 66 reference? Because uh, Order 66 is was the Jedi, uh, the the slaughter of the Jedi. It was called okay. Order 66. So, yeah. Okay. The kids in my class would probably think I'm a disgrace for not knowing that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm not unfortunately not that much of a Star Wars fan. But uh, yeah, that's cool. It, it's it does look cool. You're, I've seen a couple of American clubs with 
mm-hmm. quite high numbers on the jerseys and I would associate that with like, you know, my mates who follow the Seahawks and the Packers and all that kind of thing. So right. yeah, it's it's cool seeing it on a GA jersey because we never get a number here more than 30 at 32 at a push. Right, so getting yeah. 66 is pretty amazing. So how, how did you come to get involved in the GA in, in a, a place that everyone in Ireland associates with the Masters? <laughs> right. Um, so uh, I went on a family trip uh, to Ireland with uh, my parents, my sister, um, my wife. We had just been married less than a year. Um, and uh, we didn't have it on the, the agenda to, to go to a match or anything like that. But I had heard of hurling before. I'd seen, I think it was a Guinness commercial um, okay. uh, with, with hurling in it and was like, what in the world is that? So I, I thought um, when I got there, I was like, I got to go find out what this hurling is. <laughs> and um, part of what we were supposed to do on, uh, on a Sunday was go to the, the like natural history museum or something in Dublin. And yeah. um, my father and my wife and I skipped out on the, the half of the, um, the uh, tour of the museum there and walked all the way to Croke park. Um, and it, it was June. So it was a um, Leinster semifinal uh, between Wexford and Kilkenny. Um, we sat amongst uh, a group of fans from Wexford and it was, I don't know if you, how much you know about the, you know, great games of hurling, but it was the 2004 Leinster semifinal when, when Wexford pulled out the win in the last second. Um, and so, uh, from there, uh, like I walked downstairs in Croke Park, bought a Hurley and, brought it home with me and said, I got, I got to learn how to play this. And, uh, it took a while for me to do that. Um, cause I mean, you know, obviously there's nobody else in Augusta playing hurling. Um, and at the time there were only two clubs in the Southeast. It was Atlanta and Charlotte, uh, Georgia geography. Atlanta is about two and a half hour drive from us. So, hmm. um, after a while I decided, all right, if I'm going to do this, I gotta, I gotta, gotta go ahead and do this. I drove to Atlanta to a practice, um, and decided to end up going back to the practices uh, when I could make the drive. Um, And, but uh, there were so many Americans out there playing. I thought, well, why can't I just do this in Augusta? And (laughs) I I grabbed a handful of friends that, you know, the kind of guys that are like, whatever you say, we're going to play at the park. They just will come out with you like American football. We're going to play baseball or whatever that would show up. And I said, all right, here's your stick. Here's what, here's the way to play. This is what I learned in Atlanta and we're going to try and do this. And so that's, that's where the club started. That's amazing. Yes. And Eric, how did you get roped into it? Uh, well, like I started playing a while earlier. Like I, uh, I I did some like youth trip or whatever over to the UK and Ireland back in summer of 2005. Okay. Um, and had never known anything about hurling, never heard of it, seen it, anything like that. And so when we went to Ireland, we spent nine days of a 21 day trip there. And wow. uh, so found out what hurling was, thought, wow, this is great. You know, it's too bad we don't have it stateside. Mm. And then come to find out, um, and I didn't find out until 2010, but 2005 was when the Purdue Hurling Club started. Okay. Um, and I grew up 20 minutes from Purdue. So when uh, time came to go to college and everything like you know according to my family I had one choice and that was Purdue so uh, went there and, yeah yeah exactly so went there and um, started playing there and then when I joined the Navy I 
thought, you know, I'd probably never play hurling again. Uh, come to find out the orders they had cut for me were to Augusta, Georgia. And um, so I started looking, you know, on Facebook to see, is there a club, anything like that? And they were, this, this was like 2015, 16. Mm. Um, yeah, 16. And uh, so looking on their Facebook group and their Facebook page, and there was nothing since 2014 and I was sitting there thinking like all right maybe they just went to like a group me type thing because that's what we did for you it was easier okay um and I didn't want to reach out to them or anything like that because like there's a test at the end of a school that if you fail you lose your orders um okay so it would have been worse um to find out that yes they do exist and then fail and not make it there anyway so like yeah I I just I just wait and then reach out to him once I got there. So I did uh, sent like a an email, a Facebook message. I don't know what else. And <laughs> sure enough, they were just starting back up. So yeah, that's amazing. That worked out. Uh, that worked out very well in the end. Um, yeah. But Purdue then is you said it's close to your home. What's their hurling setup like? Do you know? Um. So it's uh, it's it's of course a collegiate club. I mean. Mm. Um, Purdue's like uh, mostly ag and engineering school, of course. So um, I don't know if that has something to do with it or, or otherwise, but we've managed to get like, uh, you know, some Irish foreign exchange students. It's definitely helped. No, no surprise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we get guys from UCD. I think we've had a couple from like DCU, DC who? As I DCU, told, I yeah. Um, so, but it started actually, there was a group of guys, um, Matt Schwertfager, yeah, Matt Schwertfeger being the ringleader um, and still the head honcho um, that uh, they went to Ireland over over like a semester. I, w- I want to say it was like um, in UIG, I think. Yep. And they picked it up, said, yep, we're taking this back with us. Um, and like they've got a fairly close working relationship with uh, the Michael Cusicks in Chicago. Oh, yeah. Uh, just because like the area where some of those guys, you know, were from or ended up or whatever um so that's kind of like the uh, i want to say like non-collegiate club that they mm. work with the most probably but um yeah so they got set up then in 2005 and uh i mean they're still going today they get like i said they get um irish foreign exchange students which definitely helps um so yeah, yeah that's yeah first Did you in the US. that's cool. oh right i didn't know that i'll have to yeah, yeah. check them out a bit more yeah did you manage to persuade um yeah, and uh, because I have the the NYPD GA are coming on pretty soon. You haven't managed to get a US Navy GA team together. Uh, no, I mean obviously, like you know, first we've... starting out in the Navy, uh, definitely very bright eyed, bushy tailed, full of piss. And yeah, I thought I was going to make it happen, but <laughs> that's uh, that's not exactly how it worked. I mean, granted, we do have um, a bit of a history of having some Navy guys in like since being stationed here and everything like that, we've had some guys, but of course, you know, the problem, typical military problem is that you're moving guys in and out. So guys get permanent change of station and they're gone. We've lost, I don't know how many guys to that. There was one time, uh, this dude was a soldier, um, not a sailor, but like we, we were going to go play hurling on this soccer field. And there was a guy just, you know, kicking penalty kicks. And we said, you know, kind of commandeering the field from like, here's a hurling this is hurling you know as opposed to saying hey can you play here there's more of us than you um but uh, like so we just kind of invited him on 
this dude's got a hurley in his hand for 15 minutes and then he plays a scrimmage with us and he scored like i don't know three six um, so then we lost that guy the same day because he was going back to the to Knoxville oh, yeah. to see the very next weekend. So it's like, why? But, I wonder, uh, did Knoxville pick him up? I had Knoxville on um, already. Yeah. Uh, I wonder, did they pick him up? Maybe he's the maybe he's the secret weapon they were talking about. Yeah. Well, actually, I think it's Nashville for whatever. Yeah. I may I may okay. be getting confused. It's Nashville. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. And yeah, they yeah. did. He, it, there's there's photos of him playing in their <laughs> in their leagues. So it's like yeah, we gave him to you. We trained. I was him. I was gonna say Eric is Eric is the reason that he's the he's the superstar that he is. <laughs> That's amazing. Yep. Yeah. What were the early days of the club uh, like, Christopher? What was membership numbers and stuff like? Is it hard to recruit or? Yeah, it's incredibly hard to recruit. Um, and this is this is the problem we run into is that, um, we're competing with so many other sports that people are already familiar yeah. with. Uh, so you know, when we get them out, the learning curve is high. Um, you know, if you've never even heard of it, um, you don't know what you're doing. So we, we pick up some people, uh, a lot of it is word of mouth and it was, it was tough in the beginning because, um, it was mostly me being the, uh, the ringleader and I'm not, I'm not the connector type of person. Like I don't know a lot of people and we didn't have that. So it was just people that I knew and, um, and they would, bring a couple of friends and that sort of thing. But, uh, we, we would probably in the first, uh, several years of the club, I think the highest number of, of people at a practice or at a scrimmage, uh, game we would ever get was about, we got up to 14 one time. So we played sevens. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it was always less than that. So we'd play, you know, half field games, like, you yeah. know, half basketball type of thing. Yeah. Um, and, um, but you know, it went up and down, and and like uh, Eric was talking about earlier, we uh, we got to the point where um, people had moved, and people had moved on to play in flag football or whatever it was, uh, and it was down to just just a couple of us left, and so we sort of just didn't do much for a while. We'd still go out and hit hit around in the park every now and then, but um, that was about 2014, like he said, when the the Facebook page was empty and when he, when he, when Eric got into town and contacted us, um, we had sort of, uh, started back up. We had a couple of former members who hadn't played in a while go, God, I miss playing. Uh, you want to get back to it. And, um, we were, I was playing basketball with him at the time. It was the only exercise that I would really be able to get wasn't playing hurling. Um, and so I brought a couple of Hurleys to the basketball uh, games we were playing. And um, one guy who was there, uh, his name's Nathan Montgomery, uh, handed him a Hurley and he said, I'm going to come out and try this. And he absolutely <laughs> fell in love with it. And um, he's, he's actually the chair of the club right now, has been for the wow. past. <laughs> um, and uh, so Eric moved into Augusta at the same time. We had a former Milwaukee, you know how big Milwaukee uh, hurling club is yeah. uh, we had a former milwaukee member um contact us and a and a um lacrosse player all contacted us about the same time and that that we were deciding to get started again and um so it just worked out nathan is one of those who who knows everybody all kinds <laughs> of people yeah and so I, I cannot count how many people he has brought out uh to to play and they've stuck with it so um he helped you us need, you need someone like that at every club don't you 
Exactly. You got, you got to have that. And that's, that's been, um, I, you know, I was, I tell Eric this a lot. I, I was the, the lone voice in the wilderness, you know, like, uh, you got to play this awesome sport. Nobody's ever heard of. And to have him move into town and go, yeah, he's right. This guy's right. You got to listen to, you know, so it, it, that helped. And, and Nathan, just knowing everybody who would, who would come out and play, that was really the combination we needed to, to get things off the ground. And, um, when we stopped for COVID, uh, we had, I think, nearly 60 people involved in our league. Wow. So um, we, we split into three teams and, and played a round robin um, every time we got out there. Yeah. Uh, and that's sort of, to me, that's sort of the heart of the club is the, is the league because um, it, you get so many new people coming in all the time that it gives them a chance to, to play in something where we can stop in the middle of the game and go, okay, here's what you did wrong. Uh, you know, yeah. let's, let's try it this way next time, as opposed to if we're playing in a tournament, um, you know, they're just going to be called and, you know, they had, they're, yeah. they're going, I have no idea what I did. Yeah. And they can't, they can't learn as well that way, I think. So um, it's better for training. It's better for practice um, to, uh, to have the league within the club and, and we can kind of control everything and how everybody uh, gets up to par on the, on the standard of play. Yeah, you're definitely growing the club the right way by the sounds of it anyway, like a like a true GA club as, as over here in Ireland anyway, by the sounds of it. So and what's um Eric on the pitch? What's your what's your experience has been like of the game so far at Augusta? Uh, I mean it's 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 been great. Like um I mean you can definitely see how it's changed after being here for so long. Cause like when I first got here in twenty sixteen, I mean it was it was the reboot, right? Like we were yeah. just getting back started again. So Chris talks about like the, the true old days, if you will, mm. like, you know, you get down to the point where uh, we have two people now. Uh, yeah. When I first started, it was one of those deals where we finally made it up to, oh, we've got eight people. We can play four on four uh, on one side of a field. This is a good practice. Right. Um, and then, I mean, granted, COVID, could, uh, you know, COVID really took us out, kind of kicked our teeth in a bit. Mm. But um, it was really nice to be able to say like, we went from eight people's a good practice to now we've got 30 some people showing up on a Sunday afternoon. Like it was, it was a, I'd say the biggest uh, thing to take away from it all was just the change of it all. Um, just the, you know, the development of it all, because, you know, with starting from reboot to going to pre COVID heights and everything was just a massive change. Um, so really getting to see it just build from the ground up and everything like that. Um, and, uh, I mean, it, it's, it's an interesting thing, like, uh, especially I think bringing the Irish guys in, um, with their experience of it and being so vastly different from our own and everything, like there's, there's very much what you would call the Irish standard versus the American standard. <laughs> like it's, it, it's a completely, completely different thing. Like, you know, I, I remember back when I was, uh, playing with Purdue, we had this, uh, senior guy, um, he was UCD player senior dude from Clondalk and Seamus O'Clarick and he was talking about how like lads there's her you know guys in Ireland are 10 times the hurler that I am and I remember when I was you know an 18 year old kid just thinking like I mean I knew it was true but it's like there's guys who are 10 times as good as this guy like yeah there's no way this guy I mean he was getting because uh, without Irish players the Cusicks would destroy us um mm -hmm. and like no competition 
And Seamus was being double teamed by two of these guys, still puts it over the bar, never even takes it into the hand. So it's just like, there's guys that are way better than this guy. I mean, I know it's true, but how? And so like, uh, it's, 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 it's kind of an interesting game for us in that um, no one started playing when they were a kid. You know, right. I started playing when I was 17 with a collegiate squad and got all those 17 again, you Zach Efron piece of garbage jokes but like like um yeah i mean people are starting when they're 20 some years old some people are starting when they're like we got some guys that start when they're 50 so it's just like the skill level is uh is really not there and it makes for a very i don't know um chaotic game i think Mm. like when hurling is chaos in general i think that's yeah but um when you look at the american side of it it's just like this is a mess. Um, it's, it's beautiful. It's great. Uh, yeah. It, it doesn't change the fact that it's it's still hurling. Um, it's a mess, but it's our mess. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Very much so. Very much. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. You've um, it's it does in many ways what you described sounds so like. I know you said there's hurlers out there ten times the guy, but like for me, who's utterly useless at hurling like i would i would i'd be like yeah there is guys who are 10 times better but who cares like you know this is kind of this is what i'm doing this one i'm enjoying and yeah the, it's funny you mentioned people starting at such a a late age even like in as you said in their 50s like a couple of clubs i've had on have, have checked their whatsapp groups and when they've gone through the 40 or 50 players they've discovered that 30 something of them are 60 or 60 and over <laughs> And are just yeah. there essentially for the friendship and the social side and to be able to tap a ball around it at training, which yeah. is kind of where, where it all begins. So you mentioned Michael Cusack's as well. Have you guys developed a, is there kind of a, maybe not local rivalries, but is there any kind of rivalries going on with Augusta and any of the teams around you at the moment? <laughs> Eric, is, Eric is grinning at the bottom going. Uh, you, want, you want to touch that one? Uh, I mean, honestly, for whatever reason, um, who do you hate, almost... basically? <laughs> uh, have to uh, hate somebody. No, nobody, sir. We are, we are proper, uh, upstanding gentlemen club. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, no, I mean, really, uh, in my case, I think I'm a bit of an outlier for you to ask that question because um, for me, it's everybody. Um, yeah, good. Uh, I like that answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, I, uh, I want to beat literally everybody. Um, Good, yeah. I like that. Uh, no bullshit. Yeah. Everyone's yeah, like, yeah. oh, no, no, it's okay. No, we like everybody. They're all nice. No, I hate everybody. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it's it's one of those things where, you know, it's it's such a, it's such an underdeveloped thing here that the yeah. slightest yeah. thing is what you remember, right? Yeah. Um, so, like, uh, for instance, Atlanta is one of the closest clubs. And they completely, or not, maybe not completely, but all but completely quit playing hurling, um, at least for their their men anyway, right? Like mm. they still do camogie and stuff, but we're kind of off the radar. Um, it's, you know, we don't have, but uh, like we never have more than half a dozen women on the pitch at any time. Yeah. We're, we struggle to recruit. We struggle to recruit women even more. Um, so we're kind of off their radar. They quit playing hurling and for a fanatic, you know, I, I don't claim to be a reasonable man um why would you do that um like you go and play in football yeah i know they've got a chance in uh nationals or whatever mm. whatever um but like to quit playing hurling it's, and we're not on their radar it's kind of like why why would you do yeah. this um yeah and then like i'd say 
maybe it's an, an American hurling thing. Maybe it's a hurling thing in general. I don't know, but it seems like there's definitely some hot headedness. Um, uh, maybe I lead the charge on that. Um, maybe I don't. <laughs> Um, but, uh, there, there was a game we played in Orlando. Um, I was told it was the guy's like first match. He hadn't been playing very long, but he jabbed my club founder in the back, <laughs> sent him flying like four feet horizontal. Yeah. And, uh, it wasn't actually an Augusta team playing. Like there, there were, I want to say like four, five, maybe, no, actually I want to say it was maybe three. Uh, yeah. very few of us we were, we were supplementing this uh Tampa side yeah okay yeah. and so like we weren't even you know the main team there we're we're auxiliary players if you will mm. and so when that happened like I mean yeah I understand like ugly stuff happens and stuff but like yeah you you jab this guy in the back with your hurl send him flying no uh so <laughs> I started running in on him, but I wasn't the only one, and I didn't get there first. The Tampa guys had this guy, like, uh, Tampa guys had this guy down, helmet off. Uh, I don't remember his name because, of course, I don't, but some dude throwing bows down on this dude's head. Um, and it's nice. just like, man, we're not even your team. And I know the Tampa guys barely like, knew the Tampa guys barely knew me and they were just like, no, 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 this guy's playing with us. Yeah. We're, not, we're not having that. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. You've got every, every aspect of the G of hurling anyway, there, which is like <laughs> two local clubs and someone's got hit and yes, <laughs> everyone's got everyone's back, but whoever did the damage is going to get, is going to pay for it. Yeah. It sounds, I wouldn't say that's just an American hurling thing. That's very much a local Irish hurling thing. So you, you've got the essence of the game. I think summed up pretty well in, in that story. Yeah. yeah it's spot on yeah i love i love the fact you just came straight out and said yeah i'm not a reasonable man i'm yeah, I, lo- I love that it's perfect it's it's what, I, it's, so, what I li- it's what i like to hear yeah so i can answer the other side of that uh is uh from my perspective um there's i i would say it's very similar like i i i i feel like we're we're sort of friends with a lot of the clubs because we're all in, uh, around us because we're yeah. Uh, in a very similar situation where we're struggling to to uh, make numbers sometimes you know and and I remember where I was when I started and and I'm always cognizant of that and and trying to help other clubs grow so it's it's a partnership for me anyway mm-hmm. uh, from my perspective because I want I want the game to grow around us um, for this for the sake of the game for the sake of yeah. our club well so um, I, I I tell the story um there was uh, uh, probably the club we're closest to. I would think I would say is is Charleston, um, because and they're not uh, closest to us geographically speaking. Yeah. But um, there was a guy moved to moving to moving to Charleston from Tullamore. Um, his his oh, girlfriend. Wow. Yeah, oh, oh, he's, he's, he's been from Tullamore. He's, That's so tragic. <laughs> poor, poor guy. He's apparently a uh, Brendan Dagg. He's apparently a, a, a hurling legend in Tullamore. Um, okay. So he was moving there. Years, you've been years and you probably 10 years ago now. Um, and his girlfriend sent us a message and said, um, Hey, he'd be willing to drive from Charleston to, uh, you know, weekly to practice with you, with you guys. Um, but instead of me going, yeah, we'll take him. 
period, no questions asked. Uh, I remember that there was another guy who had just moved to Charleston from Indianapolis and played in the indie club there. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, you need to get Brendan with this other guy, Ryan Shrum, who's just moved there. And the two of them need to work together to, to start a club down there. And, uh, and since they did, um, the Charleston club's taken off. So I, I mean, they're, they're, uh, you know, wow. huge, huge in the Southeast. Um, yeah. So. I didn't know that's how they started. Cause I, I was in touch with them as well. They're potentially coming on down the line. If I'd known they were founded by a man from Tullamore, I would never have contacted them. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, uh, yeah. that's pretty cool yeah i don't know how far out of uh, my geography of america is not the worst but when it gets that kind of micro how far is charleston from you guys uh it's about a three a little bit over three hour drive probably yeah that's about the width of ireland so <laughs> right right i mean that's that's the problem we run into as well is like trying to play uh you know the the shortest drive we have is probably two hours two and a half hours to, to play another club so yeah yeah wow okay that's a uh, it's tough what about at home then like what's i know you've got the jersey on what about sponsorship and a home pitch and all that kind of thing like you've hardly you can go up to augusta augusta golf club and ask you know can we borrow the ninth hole just for a bit of a puck around <laughs> oh i know beautiful grass there um yeah. we we play on uh currently um we play in a Col- columbia county as the neighboring county has okay. uh, a uh uh uh, field a couple of fields at a park that um are just not not very uh utilized um mm. for their uh their purposes like they they don't have official events that go on them it's just sort of a community type of thing so we just have sort of commandeered one of the fields in that park <laughs> and uh and we just show up there it has they have the eight shaped goals they're not exactly regulation but That's you know <laughs> work so um and as far as sponsorship goes we um uh we've uh, these jerseys that I have on uh, now, the sort of the official club jerseys, um, uh, are uh, Cornerstone Granite Company, uh, and uh, but this year uh, our our league jerseys are sponsored by uh, Caleb Willing Real Estate. And Caleb was one of those guys that I called that first day when I came to practice <laughs> or wanted to start a practice, and uh, it was like Caleb, you got to come learn the sport with me. And he's he said, okay, I'm there. And Caleb has been with the club ever since then. And um, he was, I think, like a college freshman at the time. I don't know. But he's got his own real estate company now. So he he uh, forked out the money for us to get jerseys for the for the league. This okay. Year. You don't get to do the, I asked most of the clubs, the traditional Irish local fundraising is go to the bar with like local lottery tickets and try and sell them three for five euro. You don't have to do that, hopefully. No, we, we, we might go to that eventually. We, we've been asked um, by a couple of people. Uh, uh, Sean Gallagher was, was our first Irish member, uh, and he just moved back to Ireland. Um, and uh, he contacted me just a couple of weeks ago and said, uh, hey, you guys should think about doing this. This is what the club does at home. And that's you know, the gambling laws here are just so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they are yeah. in Ireland. I don't know if that's going to work. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, the gambling laws I've I've gathered have kind of put a stop to that question for a lot of clubs, particularly when I got to like the Middle East clubs. Um, oh yeah, ask, asking the guys in Dubai and Abu Dhabi and Oman about uh, selling lottery tickets is probably the worst question I could have asked them. It was just like, <laughs> no, we just can't do that. So, right. uh, have you got many Irish in and out the door? You mentioned that man Sean Gallagher. Is there anybody uh, else that's come your way or? 
Yeah, we have. Um, actually, we have a couple now. You, Eric, you want you want to hit hit Brendan up on this? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we, we've got Brendan anyway. So it was uh, Sean Gallagher and then uh, Brendan Garrity, um, and we we had them, and that's that's all I knew of. Um, well, we just recently we've had somebody contact us, uh, Neil Murphy from uh, Louth County, Louth, uh, and okay. he's been living in Augusta for a few years, but um, apparently didn't know we existed. Found us on okay. Twitter and uh, and sh- and asked if we could get together on Wednesday night. So we we got out there and played a little bit of a little bit of football. And uh, he's mostly a, a, he grew up playing football, but uh, but he loves hurling too. So maybe we'll. Um, I mean, yeah. we do play both, but um, some of us play both. Eric doesn't play. <laughs> Moral standards, what that is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that man been from Louth. Um, Louth would be very much a, it's the smallest county in Ireland. It's probably about the size of Augusta, probably bigger than County Louth. Um, <laughs> I don't know. And <laughs> it's, a, it's a footballing county. No offense to them, they're pretty useless. Um, and hurling, I don't, I'm sure they have a hurling team. I just don't know a lot about them. Uh, right. But I'm sure. On a local level, there's always you always find good players. Um, they just don't always gel together at the at the county level. Um, right. Unfortunately, um, Eric's supposed to. I ask all the clubs about the social side of things. What's a what's a good celebration or social night with a with Augusta like? Uh, I I would say shut down from what it used to be. Uh, yeah. Okay. Like uh, once again, you know, COVID kind of hamstrung us. Um. So what about before COVID? What was a, a good night? <laughs> Before that, you know, I th- we started out. There's this uh, pl- there's a place called Pizza Joint. We would go there. You know, they had really good beer selection. You know, given the local area and everything like that, and of course pizza. So eating pizza and drinking pints of Guinness, which makes culinarily no sense at all, but whatever. <laughs> um, and then you know, from there we went to uh, what was it? Um, it was like Monterey's or something like that. There was a Mexican restaurant that we yeah, went to. Well. Um, did that for a while. But, and then there was this fun, place. I was going to say, fun fact, um, there's no, we might be the only town in the world that doesn't have a real Irish pub. Believe oh, wow. it or not. Yeah, so, well, like oh, there's a place gosh. called Sheehan's, but like you, it, you go in there and they're it's playing. It's a fancy restaurant. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a fancy restaurant. You're talking high dollars for plates and they're playing like Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra when you walk in the door, which, okay, that's fine, but like. We couldn't bring 30 people in in sweaty jerseys. We just couldn't no. do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so then after after the, the Mexican restaurant, we started going to this place called um, uh, the Backyard Tavern, which yeah. the wonderful laws of Columbia County stipulate that you are not allowed to have a bar. So you can make 51% of your, of your profit on food cannot be booze. I don't know how they did it, but they somehow managed to get grandfathered in as a working bar. Um, it was it was every inch a bar, and they did, you know, try to put in like uh, a kitchen or whatever. It never worked. There, they had a crowd. They had like a loyal following that. Yeah. It, it, you know, I, I, I hate to use the term bar flies. Yeah. Like, they they were there for the bar scene. It wasn't. It was not a restaurant. It was never going. To um, so like they eventually folded, which was a shame. Um, but uh, it used to be like, you know, just this kind of small town dive that we would 
you know, all kind of take over on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was a great old time, but, uh, you know, it just, it, it went downhill. Um, after COVID, they weren't really open on Sundays. We were trying to get them talked back into it. And about that time, uh, the county cracked down on them and they folded. So, oh, that's a shame. So, you have no Irish bar to show the Sunday game? No, no, absolutely not. Unfortunately, okay. we don't. Do you generally try and keep up with the, the GA in Ireland? Do you have a particular county you guys follow at all? Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, because of because of the way I started with Wexford, I'm I'm still a Wexford fan for hurling, so um, okay. it's kind of an exercise in futility at the moment. But uh, you know, uh, your, I still, your your club colors are maroon and white, is it? Yeah, and and Eric's going to speak to that because <laughs> that's yeah. that's my that's my county colors. That's the Westmead colors. So oh uh, yeah, right. Yeah, you should follow them. Or maybe I'll follow Augusta since you're the. I think you're the there first you maroon and white. I think I'll I'll have to purchase your jersey i think and wear it very yeah. cool yeah but uh, sorry sorry eric go on yeah oh no you're, you're good you're good so like we um we picked maroon and white because i pushed for it um i i watched the uh uh leinster final of 2012 back when it first aired oh, or Galway. yeah and like i you know i i started playing in 2010 and of course it it, it was two teams it was kilkenny and tipperary and then so to see Galway come in and still being very fresh on the scene, like Galway comes in and beats the unbeatable Kenny team. And you see Joe Canning with the behind the backhand pass and everything like that. It's just like, that's it. Galway, uh, you know, over everybody. So like, uh, had to, super, yeah. yeah, had to pull for Galway after that. Um, yeah, that's yeah, super. Cause like, I can get away with it kind of, because I was, I was actually born in Galway um, because at the time in, in 86 when I was born it was the the hospital kind of that was you know handy to be born in and the one here in my town wasn't great at the time so they're also maroon and white and then of course my parents we've always lived in Westmead which is maroon and white so I kind of have two maroon and white teams I can shout for which is handy and I've got three because I'm I'm going to claim Augusta as my as my American team now since you're the first maroon and whites that I've come across so um there you go yeah, that's uh, that's amazing. Have you guys got before um, a couple of kind of quick fire questions and some fun kind of stupid questions at the end as well? But um, have you guys got Christopher? Have you got a standout memory from your your time at the club? Oh my gosh, there's so many. Um, they can give us a few either. It doesn't have to be just one. So uh, yeah, there's so many. Um, it, the one of the big things that comes to mind when you say that is uh. I think it was probably the second or third practice since uh, Eric started. Um, so this would be like uh, late 2016. Um, and uh, we just a, just a handful of us, I mean, because there were only a handful of us really, but a handful of us went to eat uh, after a practice. And, and uh, he said, where, where do you see, like, what's your vision for the club? Uh, he, I, I think I've told him this before. I've reminded him of this before, but uh, what's your vision for the club? And my, my answer was, uh, to see a hundred people playing hurling on a Sunday afternoon in Augusta. Um, and he'd nodded his head and he said, and he said, mine is to be the Kings of the Southeast, yeah, nice. uh, the hurling Kings of the Southeast. And so at the time, neither one of us reacted to each other's, uh, you know, just, just sort of, sort of nod. But I thought, what a weird thing to say. And he thought of my answer, what a weird thing to say, a hundred <laughs> people play in hurling. And so, um, but what it, what it comes to 
you know, uh, symbolized for me is, is um, my, my vision for the club was to get more people playing the game uh, to grow the sport. And his vision was to get uh, the people who were playing better and better at playing. Um, and we thought at the time that our, our goals were the opposite, but it but actually the, the, as we've continued to grow, we find that, that those goals will work together. Yeah. Kind of a and, conveyor belt system, isn't it? Yeah. So, uh, you're bringing it, people in and, and Eric is, is training them to murder people yeah, in the Southeast. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it all comes back to that convergence really for me of, of, um, two seemingly, um, you know, goals yeah. that were opposite of each other, but they, they really do work together. And, and that's sort of been the, the way we've done things is, is to, to aim at those two goals, grow the club and grow, uh, the, the skill level at the same awesome, time. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Sherrick, have you got a, a standout one as well? Mm. Uh, I mean, once again, there's a lot of them as far as being quick fire, I think I'm kind of going to continue to ruin uh, that. It doesn't um, have to be quick fire. It's fine. You uh, can talk uh, any broken legs, any more punches, <laughs> stabs in the back, that kind of thing. Um, I, I mean, honestly, I, I there, there's too many to choose from. And like, I don't want to say it was one over the other. Yeah. Well, I, I don't, yeah. I don't want to say it was um, that Orlando dude's helmet getting pulled off, but it like, it <laughs> smile on your allowed. face says it terrible, all. But that, it, that's terrible to say, but like, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's one of the, the loudest memories, if you will. Yeah. That I've got. I think also, ad. I think also uh, I would probably point to um, when we came, once we came back, and we had everybody uh, sort of the core of the club um, playing really well. And we finally, I think it was in our tournament 2017, it was the first time we won a, a game against another club since we started back. And it was, it was uh, playing against Nashville in our, our own tournament. Nice. And, um, and we, we had to, you know, it was a close game. I think we won by, by goal. Um, so, you know, just to, to be able to, to have every everyone who had been you know getting slaughtered for some you know for for a whole yeah. year to go look see guys we can do this um and and that was that was really fun to to watch and that's celebrate super, yeah. what's actually since you mentioned it, i forgot to ask you what's the uh have you got a chance to go to nationals at all or no um that's the next goal then well eventually yeah uh and and that's one of the things I speak to is that like we, we, um, it's, it's so expensive <laughs> to get there yeah. that, um, you know, to have everybody travel and it, it costs to go and all that kind of stuff. Um, and for me, and, you know, I know Eric probably would think differently, but for me, it's like, man, I could spend that, that much money on equipment. I could spend mm -hmm. that much money on bringing somebody in to train us, you know, those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, and, uh, to help, to help grow the club, uh, to advertise, you know, um, to get, get the word out there, that sort of thing. So that's where I tend to want to aim the money. And, yeah. uh, and, uh, you know, like we, we can play games around the Southeast all day long. Mm. Uh, yeah. but, um, you know, and, and make day trips out of it. Cause there's, there's, 
you know, five or six clubs we can drive to and then drive home that night, you know. So there is uh, a man who has access to a Navy ship who could transport you up the coast. I'm sure that, to... would, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, in Ireland here, we tend to fill cars with like 20 people. So I'm sure we could fit a few people on a, on a Navy ship and yeah. put the hurls and stuff. Yeah. I'm sure. I, I reckon Eric could sort that out. No problem. So yeah, um, we'll just all hop on the Ike. It'll be good. You know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, I was just, I, I meant to ask it because I, back in August, I was following a lot of the clubs who were, I saw them all getting on airplanes and flying to I think it was Boston, isn't it, where it's on. So it was um right. it's just it's nice to see. Yeah, it's something I, I would love to I'd love to go to myself in the future. And even I, I know last week the or recently the USGA reps were over here in Crow Park because the, the talk of the World Games coming back in twenty twenty three, which will be which will be kind of fun. The the reason I started yeah. this series of the podcast was reading reading an article about the 2019 World Games when I was sitting on the bus from Chernobyl going back to Kiev, and that's how this wow. started. So, um, yeah, I, I would like to see them come back again, and yeah, I'd love to see I'd love to see a maroon and white team at them this time. Yeah, that would be nice. great. Yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely. Um, the couple of the kind of quick fire questions. Um, don't worry, there's no pressure or putting on the spot if you need to think it doesn't matter and you can just pass on them if you think they're shitty questions you can just say no i don't want to answer it's fine <laughs> um right. eric eric possibly may have answered the first one you can decide but every ga club and particularly a hurling club has to have some kind of tough nut lunatic who pulls off helmets and starts fights um who who is the augusta representative <laughs> i think myself and paul law would be uh, trying to gain that title between okay. the two of us, I think is probably how that goes. I'd say we're the club hotheads. So. Okay, super. Yeah. I like that one. Um, are you guys familiar with Marty Morrissey and Des Cahill, commentators over here? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Have you got a preference between either Marty or Des? Because in Ireland, most people tend to be part of the Marty party or the Des fan club, one or the other. I mean, I, I'm not sure as we take it in in that regard, or at least for yeah. myself, it's just kind of, you know, it's all part of the experience, not deep enough entrenched in it. Yeah, I, I just I always ask just for the for more curiosity because um there's a couple of clubs have come on where I'm expecting I'm like oh, I might not even bother asking and then they're like oh no we're big fans of Marty and some of them are like mm-hmm. oh no we love Des and I was like okay yeah so that's fine you you get to know them uh, Marty tends to turn up in America quite a lot um so yeah. he'll surely turn up in Augusta mm-hmm. at some stage and um, the toughest team you guys have ever come up against Charlotte Charlotte oh yeah yeah Easy. I would say yeah. so. Yeah, okay. it, it was weird. The same year, it was like in September, we watched them and they were uh, they were a female Gaelic football team that had just picked up hurls. And they got absolutely, I mean, sorry, but they got absolutely butchered um, in Knoxville. And then we saw them two months later, a whole bunch of like, I, I think some American dudes in there as well, but mostly Irish dudes, it seems like, and no one could touch them. Like we thought Brendan Dagg with the... Uh, Char- Charleston would be the team to watch because Brendan Dagg over here is a one-man army. Okay. But, um, <laughs> like, yeah, no, they didn't even stand a chance. Like, Charlotte has been mopping the floor with everybody lately. Yeah. Okay, Charlotte. Okay, have to, <clears throat> have to find out more, a little bit more about Charlotte. Um, if you could, guys could bring Augusta to Ireland and take on any team of your choice, who would you most like a shot against? I'm oh, gonna Chris say was going to say Wexford. Oh, you're going to say Westmead? Oh, I'm going to say Westmead, no. <laughs> <laughs> our our um, away jersey is green. It's not the nicest. Um... <laughs> yeah, no, um, as far as, yeah, count, county-wise, um, I would, I don't know, I would not want to try and play Wexford. Uh, I'd want to play somebody down the 
down the line a little bit from them. L- loud. There you go. <laughs> loud. That works. They're shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You could play loud. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Eric? Is there anyone you'd like to take on? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, like after being at Purdue, uh, there's a talking about Westmeath or whatever. I knew this dude, uh, Jack O'Mara from Athlone. Um, so maybe he's, I don't the, know. he's the wrong side of the county. We don't like Athlone. He's the wrong side. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, you know, I don't know. Maybe like just to play against a club that, uh, um, that, you know, people I'd know would be a part of. Um, yeah. so actually maybe, uh, Sean Gallagher, um, I think it's Dublin. Did he go back to or wherever? Yeah. So maybe yeah. his, maybe his club, um, okay. you know, just to play against somebody that, you, that, you know, I think would be the club. super. Yeah. Where about, you know, you, you don't know whereabouts in Dublin he was from? No, no. Um, Dublin people tend to keep it quiet, yeah. I know he's in the path of the uh, the airport. He hears planes coming over his house all the time. So Oh, he's North County Dublin, so yeah. There there's um, a, lot of, a lot of clubs out, and it's probably one of the most, it's becoming one of the most built-up areas in the world, I would say, at this stage. So he, he could be anywhere, but yeah, it's a... Uh, I know that's probably for you guys. It's, it's probably actually quite small, but for us in Ireland, it's it's a monster built-up area in North Dublin and and spreading. So uh, yeah. that's a good one, actually. Yeah, taking on someone that you know. That's um, I haven't had that answer yet. Everyone's just kind of like Dublin. We just want to be Dublin. We just want to be Kilkenny. Yeah. We just want to beat the big teams. So, yeah, that's a uh, that's the first different answer I've got, Eric. So uh, thanks for that. It was a nice one. Um, <clears throat> outside of the Masters, what should people know about Augusta? What else have you guys got going on for you? <laughs> Uh, yeah Yeah. we're we're smaller than you think Um, okay uh everybody thinks because we we host masters here that it's a it's a huge town um where there are 17 gaa clubs in the southeast division right now and um augusta is probably third from the smallest of any town okay. that has a club so um yeah that's that's one of the things that like pe- people think we're a huge town but like uh atlanta dwarfs us um you know um and so savannah who actually has a club as well is is close to the same size as augusta so we're, we're both at the bottom of the list together okay that's uh that's good to know i didn't we only get the pictures on Sky Sports here and they tend not to really put the camera outside the driveway up to the clubhouse. That's about as far of a yeah. as we actually see. So, yeah, it's nice it's to... It's pretty back there, you know. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's It looks like a nice driveway anyway, if, if nothing else. So, um, the the next one then, there's only a few left, but every GA person always has to choose uh, between the famous hats, a flag, a scarf, or a headband. Um. Let's see. I, I'm. I, I mean, I'm wearing a hat. hat on right now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the hat. Eric, uh, what, what do you fall into? I mean, honestly, I'd I'd say flag, but uh, honestly, like, don't make the choice. Just deck out in all Augusta gear. That's the way. There you go. Yeah. Nice. I'd love it. Love that answer. Yeah. yeah. Um, I ask every club this, and I've got very very mixed answers. But um, are you guys familiar with Father Ted, the iconic TV show? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Nodding head. Brilliant. Absolutely. You, Dare I ask, do you guys have a favorite episode? <laughs> uh, I mean, or mom- uh, moments even? <laughs> all of them. Um, and I'd Perfect. say that Father Jack is just an inspiration. Um, especially <laughs> that is that is the quote that I am writing down for this podcast. Father Jack is <laughs> <Yeah>. an inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like 
he worked for the government and all of a sudden he makes all the sense in the world like he's <laughs> figured out but um no uh, i'd have to say the very first episode i saw was probably yeah, the one that'll stick with me the most and that's cigarettes and alcohol and rollerblading yeah perfect oh. great answer yeah i love that yeah what about you christopher have you got a uh, one <laughs> I, I i happen to to love the football episode um the, the over uh, 75s all, all priests over 75 <laughs> uh <laughs> challenge match against rugged island yeah that's that's a good one Brilliant, I love it. That's they're two of my favorite answers I've got to the father take question from any club in the world. And there's been like forty something and another thirty to go. I'd say I probably that probably won't won't be beaten in that answer. Um, yeah. Have either of you guys got a favorite GA player um, in any stage in life that you've come across? Um, God, there's so many that. Um, mm. Like I, I'm probably going to take Eric's answer. I'm not a Kilkenny fan, but DJ Carey. He's yeah. one of my favorite players ever to watch. Um, Cause I started, when I started watching hurling, um, he and Henry Shefflin were playing together on Kilkenny and that was just incredible to watch. Um, so, uh, you know, Wexford players like today, you know, I, I like watching Lee Chin, um, you know, Joe Canning, of course, uh, cause he's just, just incredible, but there's, there's so many that, uh, you know, I could keep going. Yeah. Um, as as far as football is concerned, um, being being a Wexford fan, I'd say Matty Ford. Yeah, Matty Ford was a uh, fantastic. Him and my brother had a, a very interesting, almost shootout in a, a Leinster club semi final a few years ago. Wow. Um, my brother's uh, club here locally won the county championship and got to the Leinster semi final, and it basically came down to like a shootout between him and Matty Ford. It was it was very interesting. Uh, but Matty Ford's a phenomenal footballer we kind of like him in Westmead because we didn't lose to Wexford too often in football so we we don't mind him we like him he's okay yeah okay Uh, and what about you Eric uh I mean uh, you know I'd kind of almost have to be basic and say Joe Canning um but uh then at the same time like uh you know Chris was onto something there like I you know being an American and you don't have the Sunday game or any of this other stuff like YouTube is your friend for hurling Mm. So yep. I watched the DJ Carey story on YouTube in 360p. I don't know how many times um, coming up. Like, so yeah, definitely like DJ Carey's up there. But um, uh, I don't know. This is going to sound really, really dumb. And actually, this just came to me. But I, I'd almost have to say like Shane O'Donnell, just because of like the, the 2013. Yeah, yeah, the 2013 yep. hat in the All Ireland. Like that was just amazing. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I I met him at the All Stars that season. Um, my sister in law works at Crow Park, so I got, I got tickets and went. And I'll never forget meeting him because he felt like the lost, you know, the new child in a classroom who was like, "Why am I here? I don't really <laughs> know what I'm doing here." He was totally overawed by it all. Um, yeah. very humble kind of guy as well. Um, yeah, yeah that's a, that's an interesting choice. Yeah, I mean, he's not really like the you know the big standing name, but just for that mm. performance on that day, it was just like. I don't know. I had, I mean, seemed like I hadn't seen anything like that mm. before. Yeah, I remember when at that game, it was pretty, it was pretty insane as well to, to see this almost unknown guy just appear out of nowhere and just do so yeah. much damage. I think he, I could be wrong, maybe mix him up, but I think he's studying in America, um, oh. or is or has studied in America. Maybe mix him up, but I'm pretty sure he studied in on the East Coast somewhere as well. I can't remember where, but, 
Um, yeah, definitely a good choice. One I haven't had yet, actually. Shane O'Donnell's another another new choice. Um, the last couple thing, then are yeah. Sorry, go on, Chris. Yeah. I was going to say one thing. I was I was surprised Eric didn't mention that we're, we're not Cork fans, but uh, but Sean Ogg has been a kind of him being a defender has been a, an, <laughs> yeah. an inspiration to us. Yeah, yeah. Sean Ogg is a monster of a dude. Like yeah. He's awesome. Um, I did I did contact him a while back. Actually, ask him would he would he come on. I haven't heard back from him yet. So if he's listening, uh, please bring me back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at some come stage. On. Yeah. Uh, the last couple then are like 50-50 choice questions. So you can just shout out an answer or whatever you want, really. But uh, uh, you've got a choice between uh, playing golf at Augusta National or playing at probably Ireland's nicest golf course, which is the old head of Kinsale, which is. Um, home to my cousin is actually you probably you guys have probably become familiar with Seamus Power I'm sure over there my cousin is his caddy um so you've got a choice between the greatest course in Ireland or probably the greatest course in in America definitely um I've I've never had the pleasure of playing uh at the Augusta National um and I I I would I'm not a big golfer anymore but I would probably pick the Augusta National yeah okay Cool. Eric, how are you? Are you a golfer uh, at all? Or? Uh, like, honestly, I I don't think I'm old enough to play golf. I can still move. So, <laughs> like, uh, I'd have to just go with Kinsale just because it's some different real estate, you know? But, yep. Yeah. Kinsale's a great town. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I'd love playing there, too, so. Yeah, it's awesome, yeah. Um, you have a choice in between Augusta's uh, golfing main man, Bobby Jones, who designed Augusta, or the great Joe Canning. Two very wristy men. Yo, Canning. <laughs> yeah. One plays hurling, the other plays golf. Like I, I'm yeah. gonna say I'm gonna say Joe Canning as well. <laughs> okay, super. Um, and then uh, where can I presume it's the O'Neill's website? Then, if we're directing people to check out your gear and everything else, um, O'Neill's website. Is there anywhere else we should direct people to? Yes, um, we do have these these jerseys, uh, the the maroon and white jerseys we, we've yeah. been talking about. Those are on the O'Neill's website. Uh, we do not have the the new ones, um, the club ones yet, um, the league ones. Yeah, you, oh, I'll, nice. I'll be right here, yeah. Um, those are uh, uh, different company, but we'll see that. Yeah, see that. Yeah, we'll we'll eventually get those up um, online as well. Super, yeah. Um, and is there anybody, either of you, would like to give a shout out to uh, back in Ireland or around America anywhere before I let you guys go? I think I'd like to apologize to Orlando just a little bit. <laughs> it's funny that you say this because as I'm as we're recording this, the episode that's coming out um, tomorrow is Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> we love Orlando. Like, uh, I, I'll about Orlando when I first started playing hurling there were like I said there were two clubs in the southeast there was Atlanta and there was Charlotte and Augusta and Orlando were clubs number three and four in the southeast um, and I spoke to the founder of the Orlando club on I don't know a weekly a monthly basis because we were both at the same point going, oh, what are we doing with this? I don't, I don't know if we can handle this. And uh, we always sort of build each other back up like, no, no, you can do it, man. I, I, I let me help you. What, what do you need? And, uh, and you know, their club is doing great now. And, and uh, thankfully ours is as well. So um, yeah, I, I saw spot for Orlando. They were the first team we ever played um, in a, in a match was Orlando back in 2010. Okay. 
Awesome, yeah. Uh, so Orlando, so shout out Jim, Jimmy is the the man I talked to in Orlando. Yeah. Jimmy is a, a Galway man as well. So um, a lovely guy. Yeah, their their episode is out um tomorrow, I think, as far as I remember. Uh, but they're definitely next on the list. So, um, but guys, look, I have to say it's been a, a an unbelievable pleasure talking to both of you. Um, and thank you for giving up your time. And um, I hope everything is is going well. And Eric, I hope the the Navy keeps going well. And uh, I hope at some stage in life to get to to Augusta um, whether it be for golf or for GA or for just driving down as I like driving around America so um, but I say a big thank you to you guys and I let you go and I definitely keep in touch and yes. um, I hope I hope all goes well when things reopen fully um, for you yeah. guys as well thank you for uh, for doing these we, we really appreciate um, because a lot of people uh, like you said in Ireland had no idea there was there's yeah. a club in Augusta so um you know, and there's a lot of clubs like us all over the country here. So we, we appreciate you sort of highlighting those and and uh, and letting people know about us. So. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. It's been awesome. But um, yeah, thanks so much. And I'll talk to you guys again soon, hopefully. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, Christopher. Yeah. Thank right. you. See you later. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. Coming up the next day on the Loaf of Bread GA Global, we cut into our next slice. What's a what's a good night out and celebration like with the club after? Then what's the general team in Sweden of celebrating? Well, we, we, we tend to celebrate the night before the tournaments. Uh, okay. <laughs> but, so, so like, like Connor was saying there, we, we went away to, to, to Gothenburg and Malmo, and um, look, you're working a load of lot of building sites. Yeah, um, you can't you can't go away the night before the game, you know, and not expecting to drink. Um, yeah. Now we managed to obviously Stockholm the weekend was a home game we saved for us, so we managed to keep everyone out of the pub on the Friday, and, and we won, you know, um, yeah. down the mountain on Gothenburg. On slice thirty six, I have the pleasure of travelling north of Stockholm in Sweden to the town of Yavla, where I meet Mick from Kilkenny, Dane from Kildare, and former Airog Oxford man Connor from Donegal to find out all about one of the world's newest GA clubs, Yavla GA. We chat all about life in Sweden, celebrating before and after matches. The rivalries formed in a short time in Sweden, having good sponsorship, a Viking all-star GA team, and making those difficult decisions like ABBA or Daniel O'Donnell. And Dane tells us about the Swedish game of bandy, which he describes as being like a junior C match in Kildare. And there's also a cracking choice of Father Ted moment. That's next Thursday morning from 9am as I continue the journey with two slices a week. I'll see you at the arrivals hall, but until then, check out the various clubs on the Instagram page and see all the amazing work they do and some of the nicest GA gear going. Find the podcast on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter and on TikTok. Email loafofbreadpod at gmail.com or just simply hit the follow button and spread the word of the Loaf of Bread GA pod across the globe. Slonagy. <laughs>